Hey, and welcome back to Jeevan Andrioli's Movies and More, where I talk about movies and more. Alright guys, I got another quick one. This is another installment in the saga of me rediscovering uh, animated movies from, uh, I mean, I guess this one wasn't really my childhood. This came out pretty pretty recently. I think this is like 2016. I think I went to see this with, uh, with like my friend and his little sister and stuff. And I do remember really liking it, but it's been a little while since I've seen it. And so I decided to watch it again the other day because it's on Disney+. Plus. It's convenient. It's there. I'm bored. Whatever. Let's do it. Let's throw it on. Which, I mean, when I say it like that, it doesn't sound that bad. But I was definitely having an existential crisis when I sat down to record this. I was like, I am 15. I am a sophomore. And I am sitting down for fun to record a podcast about Zootopia, um, and yeah, but I'm still here, you know, still, still doing it regardless, I mean, I guess I gotta put something out, and this is the most recent thing I've seen, so might not be the most flattering movie to have most recently watched, but whatever, and by the way, my memory didn't serve me incorrectly, this still is a really good movie. Uh, at first, though, I was I was actually I was kind of worried, because, uh, because in the first scene, I was like, okay, okay, this is some pretty obvious exposition. I mean, it's interesting, but uh, wow, that's uh, I mean, that's that's pretty obvious. The school play. I mean, I guess it's better than like narration or something, but still, it's it's like one one step removed from that, and then. You know, there's, like, the dialogue with her parents, and I was like, this is terrible dialogue. What the hell is this? It was, like, it was so heavy-handed. I was like, I don't am I Was I stupid or something four years ago? It, oh, my God. It's been four years. Wait, this movie came out in March. Holy shit. It'll be, like, like exactly four years in, like, like a few weeks. Oh, that's insane. We're all going to die. Time goes so fast. That's crazy. How has it been four years? I feel like I watched... I was going to say, I feel like I watched this movie yesterday. I kind of did. I mean, I watched it on Saturday, but... Wow, that's that's nuts. But uh, anyway, anyway... I was... I was, uh, I was unsure about how I felt about it. Because I was like, wow, this is really heavy-handed. This dialogue is is not great. I not I'm not sure. I really thought I liked this. And then uh and then yeah, some of the the dialogue especially with the with the bully and or with the bully. Sorry, his name is Gideon Gray. And I was going to say Gideon and then bully, but it came out bullying. But uh no, Gideon Gray, the bully, the fox. Uh, some of his dialogue I was like, this is atrocious. Who wrote this? But then, you know, it, it starts to pick up and I would say this movie is good but not great up until uh up until she meets Nick Wilde because that's when this movie really picks up. Like I like Judy Hopps. I don't remember who plays her. I feel really bad about that, but but man, Jason Bateman as uh as Nick Wilde, everything from the first scene with him to the end of the movie is when this movie really, really, really gets good. Like, it it really picks up in a big, bad way when we meet him. 
And I feel like I, like I said everything before that. It's good. It's just, like, I feel like it's not great. It's kind of more average. It's more, like, it's more DreamWorks than Pixar, if you know what I mean. And, like, especially that song was playing, and I was like, oh, my God, this is really, really cheesy. I don't know if I can take this. I was, like, really debating watching something else. But I'm glad I stuck with it because, right, you know, when we get to that, I was like, holy crap this movie is is really good and once we start you know we start getting to know more about him and his dialogue is all fantastic and uh his like the character work that's done with him and his backstory i like how that kind of it parallels her in an interesting way and then uh and then how he you know how he evolved is a very it's a very different way than how she evolved and then I like how they have conflicting ideals and how they both kind of change each other throughout the course of the the story. I loved all of that. And then just the world building, I mean, right off the bat, that doesn't really have much to do with Nick in particular, but, but everything with, like, the different sized doors on the train and then all the signs in the background and, uh, and, like how they have the the little shoot thing so the giraffes can get a drink and how we're passing through all these different biomes and everything that was all really cool and really interesting and that's it's such a unique and awesome idea to just have like how would a city of anthropomorphic animals function and i like that it's actually a functioning metropolis that like we meet a lot of the citizens and there's like legitimate political goals and and aspirations of people and the police force is you know it's actually established and it and it actually does work like there was actually a lot of thought put into how this city would function and then and then yeah even down to to just simple world building things like uh like i said it's a lot of it is signs in the background and different sizes of things or like little like uh like jokes like the ebay sign and one of the scenes is like it's not ebay it's like e-ray that's not that's not right but it's something different and and yeah that that kind of stuff that's all really cool and then it also allows for this movie to have an awesome color palette like there's it's a really beautiful movie to look at and something that i mean i was gonna say definitely could only work in animation that sounds stupid when i say it out loud but they did just release that cats movie and i know that's how the play was but they, you know, they would do it. They would do it live action, I'm just saying. But I, I'm glad it's animated because it's 100% less freaky and it also allows them to go crazy with making this fully fleshed out and, and fully realized. And then, uh, what else? What else? What else? I really like uh, the the riff on, like, a detective story and how it's, like, it's... You know, it is a legitimate mystery for, I mean, it's not like Sherlock Holmes or anything, but it's, it is actually a pretty good mystery for kids. And I do like how there's a twist at the end and that it's not a stupid twist, that it actually does make sense when you go back and think about it. And her motivations are very clearly established from the very first scene when we meet her. And then I like how a lot of stuff comes full full circle like I know I, I talk a lot about how I love movies where setup and payoff is a really big part of 
of the storytelling and in this case that's definitely that's definitely a really big part like how we set up the fox repellent in one of the first scenes and it doesn't come back into play until like uh until the third act and how we set up uh we set up gideon and then we see how he changes later or or how we set up uh the main villain the assistant mayor and then we don't you know she's the villain until much later that too that's that's all really awesome and then uh the pen the pen is that's really great and then how casually the the blueberries are like you know we see them and then we see him look at them but we don't see him you know put him into the gun so it's still like a mini twist before before the the end of the story that's all really good and i love how seamlessly that's all blended in there so that once stuff starts to fall into place you're like oh oh yeah that does make sense and like i said it's not like it's not anything amazing but it is really fun and especially you know keeping in mind that this is a kids movie this definitely makes you think a lot more than most kids movies and i appreciate that which actually to extend that i think a big part of this movie making you think is the allegories it draws between you know kind of the separation of predator and prey to a lot of uh a lot of racism in modern culture and and even down to stuff with like uh he calls her cute the like the secretary guy when when she walks in and she's like uh bunnies can say that but when another animal says it to a bunny and you know that kind of unintentional racism that permeates a lot of conversation now look i don't want to get political or really take a hard stance on anything one way or the other but i do think that it's really really awesome that this movie you know takes a a, you know like a hard stance on that and and talks about it in a real way and has you know it's it's teaching kids like like acceptance and and how you know saying a certain group of people are them or vilifying a certain group of people for something is wrong and and showing how that can make people feel and how it can tear people apart i really really like that and i also i mentioned before how i feel like this movie is a little heavy-handed and definitely with the metaphor it's very very obvious in in a lot of ways but i also said i like to keep in mind that this is a movie for children and i think with a lot of the recent headlines that have still been popping up in the last four years uh and obviously before that I mean, giving this heavy-handed message very early in life is not a bad thing at all. So I'm glad that this movie exists, if only for that. And then I'm also glad that despite everything it has to say, it's still very entertaining, you know? It never gets too heavy or too depressing, which I feel a lot of other Disney movies in the past do. Like, I don't know, man. Some of those old ones are just relentlessly sad but this is still very entertaining and by the end is uplifting like you know people have grown changes have been made i think that's all really good uh the only thing i would say is that i think it wraps up a little too neatly like obviously you want a happy ending but i don't know i know you like like you got to take into account that that this is still a very real problem and that there's obviously not one bad guy but i do think like her speech and her ethos throughout the end is uh you know like trying and failing and all that stuff that's a good way to wrap it up but at the same time i mean like racism especially can still be a problem like there's obviously not one person who's making people hate each other like that's just 
you know, you can't defeat a bad guy and have it all be over. So I do, I was, will say that that wraps up a little too cleanly. Not sure that this is really the space to be like, we're going to launch a long-term plan to stop people from discriminating against other people. But I will say that with all the the commentary, you know, that's clever and that's definitely there uh, for you to, for you to take in. I do think the ending is a little bit, it kind of drops the ball on that. But overall, I mean, it's still, it's still really good. And I love the writing. I love the comedy. I love the world building. Uh, the story moves at a clip. I didn't really mention that, but it's very well structured. Like you get story beats exactly when they should come, uh, and and like you know character moments happen at at moments in the story where you know you kind of need like a like slow down from the action, and it's very propulsive. It it keeps moving, and it's you know it's very well structured in that regard. So yeah, overall, I think this coalesces into a really, really good movie and one of the best of recent Disney. I'm excited to see like a similar premise, like an alternate uh, reality where, you know, culture evolved differently in Onward. I think that'll be very similar in terms of the world building and everything. So I'm excited to see more along those lines. And uh, yeah, I think this is this is a really good movie. If you haven't watched it in a while, like I hadn't, uh, definitely check it out. It's a lot of fun. And I know I feel so bad. I feel like I wedge this into every episode, organic or not. I find a way to talk about it. This made me think of my ideal Batman movie uh, because I just got Batman on the brain right now. I can't help it. I, I really think I should write out a pitch and get all these thoughts organized and just like do a pitch on this podcast of like what my ideal Batman movie would be like like story beats casting the look of it the feel the suit uh in you know the general storyline I think that would be well I don't know about for you guys but it'd be very interesting for me because I love pitch shows like if you aren't listening to hot takes of Billy Business you should really get on that but they have like a sub podcast in that feed that's called reboot it where they kind of do a round table and pitch their ideas for the reboot of a big franchise it's really interesting i like it a lot and then uh sequel this is very similar where they pitch imaginary sequels to movies that don't have them that's really cool so i really love movies where people convene and and talk about their ideal versions of a story or character and i think that maybe throwing my hat into the ring might not be such a bad idea especially because i talk about it all the time but the the stuff with like the godfather references like obviously it's not serious obviously I don't actually want like i don't know carmen falcone to be a mole like that's that's not what i'm saying but i'm saying like the the general vibes of it and like the the mystery like just going all around the city doing different things and the different characters and like unsavory types that it it has you come across like you go from the head honcho to the driver to uh to like the mayor's office and you're getting the C the CTC cams or whatever that is, right? CT no. I don't know. You know what I mean? CTA? No, that's not right either. I don't know. The traffic cams, that's what I mean. Uh yeah, like like seeing that and then investigating from there and like going into abandoned subway stations and and also, actually speaking of that real quick, 
how weird is it that there's a Disney movie where there's a very overt reference to Breaking Bad? Like, he even says those two Rams are Walter and Jesse, and he's, I mean, he's dressed exactly like Walter White. Like, that's crazy. And, like, it's a weird, I mean, like, it's, it's very obvious that it's, like, a reference to, to, like, a drug lab. That's just crazy that that's in a Disney movie, but, uh... But yeah, and just how that takes you all around the city and, and gets you to interact with a bunch of different characters to solve this mystery. I think that's really cool. And maybe having the cops, like, maybe unsure about whether or not they're on your side. I could definitely see the some of these elements being carried over into a Batman story that I could really like. But, uh, but yeah, I, I know that's tenuous at best, but still, it that's what it made me think of. Alright, I'm gonna get out of here. I, I I enjoyed talking to you. I was a little uneasy about this episode just because of what it implies about me as a person. Uh, but I'm glad I did it. It was fun. I liked I liked this movie a lot, and it was it was good to talk about. And definitely check it out if you haven't in a while. It's well worth a watch. And before I get out of here, I'm gonna shoot off a quick grateful. I am grateful this week for, uh, hmm, I don't know, I guess, I guess seeing everyone's reaction to Kobe, Kobe Bryant's death, I wasn't sure how exactly to address this in the episode, obviously I have to, it's, it's a hell of a big deal, and it's a really, really tragic loss, I, I mean, he's, such an icon and there's like you know i don't know about you but a lot of times when i shoot a ball or like a tissue into a trash can or something i will yell kobe because you know you just gotta say it and that's crazy that he's permeated culture to that degree to when you don't even think about it and you just say it that's that's crazy and obviously i'm not going to simplify all of him into throwing something into the trash i mean like the stuff he did for youth sports, and uh, obviously what an impact he he left on the overall industry. It's it's awesome, and it can't be overstated. And also, I mean, just from a sneakerhead, his sneaker game was very strong. A lot of his his collabs looked really good. So he was a good creative force. He was really helpful for for like I said, youth sports programs, and for just generally, uh, you know, keeping good word on the game and and. Uh, and keeping it very fresh and interesting. He was a really great player and a really great guy. And it sucks that, you know, his life was cut so short. And definitely his daughter. I mean, she was up next. She she was really talented. And that's that's awful. That kind of hurts even more. But, but yeah. And, of course, there were other passengers, including the pilot and, and everybody on the plane. Or, sorry, on the helicopter. And I know that often when a celebrity death involves other people, those other people who are just, you know, random from nowhere kind of get swept under the rug in favor of the more, you know, the bigger name. And obviously, I mean, it makes sense. But uh, but I do want to to commemorate them as well because they're just they're just as important to someone out there. So uh, my my heart goes out to everyone that was affected by this tragic loss. It's 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 really unfortunate and it was it was sad news to hear i wasn't expecting it so so yeah i just wanted to to get a quick word out there so i'm glad to see everyone in the basketball community and just 
you know, the world at large coming together, sharing their thoughts with, you know, about Kobe and remembering him and, and the great amount of respect and admiration that's out there for him. It's really heartwarming and it's good to see that's, you know, that's just, I'm grateful to see that because, you know, it's just generally good. It's, it's a positive thing that could come out of such a horrible event. So yeah. Uh, and also another quick movie wreck. If you haven't seen Dear Basketball, you should definitely check it out. He won an Oscar for it, and I can definitely see why. The art's amazing. His narration is amazing. It's very well written. It's pretty short. You should definitely check it out. It's well worth the watch, especially uh, at this moment in time. So, all right. Uh, I don't want to end this on a downer. So you should probably go leave me five stars. That would cheer you up. I think. No, I'm just I'm just messing. But uh but you know the drill, rate review, subscribe, wherever you get your podcast, you can do it right in app. It's super helpful for the show and I'd really appreciate it. Five stars would, would be the most appreciated. You're a real one if you do that. But uh but yeah, thank you if you did, and thank you if you're about to. Uh if you wanna follow the show on Instagram and see updates about when new episodes are posted or what the topic of discussion is gonna be, you can follow uh at movies and more pod. Instagram if you want to see sneakers and cities and song wrecks and that's about it um you can follow me at gvandrioli1 on Instagram that's my personal that's why I'll post all that kind of stuff and then if Instagram doesn't really doesn't really float your boat uh you can email me for any comments suggestions reviews whatever uh I'm always down uh, that's at moviesandmorepod at gmail.com so thank you very much if you do that and yeah definitely feel free to reach out Alright, thank you as always for listening. Go check out uh, Deer Basketball. Go check out Kobe Highlights. Uh, send love and everything. And uh, and check out Zootopia too if you got some free time. That's less important, but it is, it is pretty good. So yeah, thanks as always for tuning in. I will see you in the next one. Have a great week. And don't forget to brush your teeth. <laughs>